Hey friends, welcome back to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. Today I will be sharing seven things I incorporate in my day-to-day to help aid my connection with spirit, the energy around me, and my inner being. These keep me in a balanced, aligned state so that I can most optimally interact with energy as well as do so in a healthy manner that does not drain my energy. (laughs) When you're sensitive to energy, it's easy to get thrown out of balance because you feel the subtle shifts around you so strongly. So this is what I do to prevent that. (laughs) Here we go. All right. I'm in a new recording spot. I just moved. My new home is a whole lot quieter, which I am so excited about (laughs) audio-wise, but I'm exchanging sounds of traffic for loud peacock screams. I don't know what you call them. (laughs) This is completely off topic, but when I edit a podcast, I'll do a rough draft recording, edit it, and then go back and re-record some parts I'm not totally happy with. This section right here is one of those re-records. This new home has a lot of fairy energy in it. Fairies have always liked to open my closet doors as well as the drawers on my little mini crystal drawer thing. And since I've moved in, they have been opening things like crazy, which is making me so happy to know they're around. But going through this audio, there were a lot of weird little, like, bumps and strange sounds in the background that just pop in that were not there while I was recording. So not sure what those are about, but I'm just going to pretend they're from the Fey folk. (laughs) So if you hear anything, that's what it is. (laughs) That's all. Enjoy. Okay. For today's episode, I will be following this list of daily habits with how they tend to show up throughout my day. We're going to start with some very simple scheduling type habits and then move into much deeper ones. So we're going to kick it off with sleep. We talked about this in the dream episode, so I'm going to try to not repeat too much, but rather just give some like supplemental information. Sleep is a grand energy neutralizer. Since we process and work through any significant energies on our field that had collected throughout our day while we sleep, it allows us to wake up with a refreshed energy field. Anything that had built up is neutralized Unless, of course, it was too saturated, then it may still remain. Like if we go to bed super excited or super anxious or super angry, we may wake up with that sensation a bit still. But it would have been more minimal because you would have processed a little bit. But we are essentially given a fresh slate. This is why it is so important to prioritize sleep. When our system is calm and centered, we can be more open and receptive to the energetic beings or messages around us, while not sleeping can cause a more full, scattered field, which will make it more difficult to connect and may even cause you to attract some weird things because your energy may be stuck in a weird state because it's not able to process it out. Sometimes insomnia can be a thing when you're first opening up the floodgates to your intuition. This initial connection could cause your system to get a little overloaded with energy because all of a sudden you're receptive to so much. So that can be a bit too much for our energetic processes to just handle on their own. So we keep waking up because our physical processes essentially need to help. (laughs) So if that is you, 
journal, meditate, exercise, talk to someone, get a Reiki healing, whatever you need to work through it all and calm your mind and body. But all in all, if you need a nap, take a nap. If you need to sleep in, sleep in. But don't underestimate the power of a good sleep. (laughs) Besides just prioritizing sleep, I found this sleep tracker app called Sleep Cycle that I like a lot. This isn't an ad. This is a legitimate recommendation. (laughs) They have like a 30-day trial or something, and then you can just use the free version after that, which is what I did. It tracks your sleep, and you can set a wake-up window for when you want the alarm to go off, let's say between like 7 and 7.30, and it'll wake you up at your lightest sleep phase within that window so that you wake up feeling refreshed rather than the alarm going off when you're dead asleep and waking up feeling like anxious and groggy. I am in love with the app. It has done wonders for how I feel waking up and starting my day. I love it a lot. Highly recommend. This takes us to number two. I take my time in the mornings to really honor and align with the new beginning a new day brings. After having my nice, calm wake-up process, I will allow myself about an hour and a half to two hours to eat and get ready for whatever it is I'm doing that day to accomplish this. During this prep time, I try to take in everything with fresh eyes, so I'm really mindful to be present and soak in my environment, giving it all love and gratitude as I go. I will set my intention for the day. I'll talk more about that next. Do things that make me happy, like going outside with my cats to drink some tea, and just start building up some positive energetic momentum in my field. When I start my day from a calm, relaxed, present state like this, it really sets the stage and keeps me balanced longer as I go about my day. When I started off rushed, sometimes I can have a harder time interacting with and acclimating to the energy around me as the day progresses. This can cause my nervous system to become heightened a bit faster if I enter a new environment or a big shift occurs in the energy around me. It just makes me more prone to getting anxious, stressed, shaky, which are all signs that I am out of balance. Since sleep neutralizes our energy, I like to take advantage of that reset, you know, and just be really mindful of the energy I'm beginning with because it begins building the momentum of the energy you're attracting that day. It's beginning the process of falling into the rules of the law of attraction, so we'll begin energetically setting the blueprint for the day's events, and I just want to be sure I'm manifesting a nice day for myself. This takes us into number three. During this chunk of time I set aside to prep for my day, I will go outside to ground, center, and journal. One of my favorite ways of meditating is just being one with my environment and noticing all the subtle little movements and nuances around me. So I'll take a few minutes either laying down on the grass or sitting with my feet on the grass to just breathe for a little bit and then be. I am mindful specifically to touch the ground with my skin because that is how you ground. So that is my grounding and centering practice for the day to become centered in my body and connected to the healing energy of Mother Earth. And then I will begin journaling. A practice I started doing a couple months ago is using my oracle cards to guide me in my journaling process. My favorite deck to use for this is called Wisdom of the Oracle by Colette Baron Reed. Raid? read? R-E-I-D, however you pronounce that. My mom got me the deck a few years ago, and I really love it a lot. 
I either set the intention that the cards I pull are for guidance for the day or something I need to reflect on, and then depending on what I'm guided to, I'll pull anywhere from like one to six cards. Then the meaning of each card will guide my writing. For example, if I get a card that says something like, I'm aligning to a path of abundance, then I'll reflect on how it's relevant, how I'm seeing the abundance already, how I can further foster the abundance, etc. And the same goes if it's something more heavy, like if it says there are recurring patterns that I need to stop immediately because it's causing unwanted situations or something. I'll try to brainstorm what those patterns are, what steps I can do to work through them, etc. If you are pursuing energy work as a profession or a hobby, I feel that it's very important to take responsibility for your place as a powerful creator of your environment. I mean, it's important for everyone to do that, but when you're sensitive to the energy around you, you tend to be more conscious of it so you can become more aware of your effect on it as well as its effect on you. You just kind of have a leg up and I just feel like it's important to, (laughs) it's an important thing to understand. Being sensitive to energy can either make you more susceptible to getting off balance if you let it push through your boundaries, or you can acknowledge the power you hold and only exchange with energies that are worth it for you, which makes the whole process much more enjoyable, healthy, and just feels a whole lot better. We are in a powerful position as humans. I say this a lot. The energy around us turns into feelings, which turn into thoughts, then actions, then relationships, situations, things, and so on. So if you allow certain energies into your field, you're creating an agreement and a collaboration with it. If a heavy energy is lingering in your field and you accept it and allow it to saturate and set its roots, you will have heavy thoughts and may become irritable, anxious, depressed, which will then manifest certain people and situations around you that reflect that further. So taking some time to reflect really sets the intention for the day to ensure that you are manifesting what you want, as well as giving you an opportunity to see if there are any habits or like subconscious programs going on that are hindering your manifestations. On to number four. I try to maintain the sense of balance within my being throughout the day. I used to schedule out my day like hour by hour the night before. Now I've gotten to the point where I'm either just not feeling it at all and want to take the day as it comes or I'll do it in the morning because I feel like I can align my schedule better with my intention for the day that I discovered through journaling. I used to have a really difficult time finding balance. I prioritized work and other people, which created tons of stress and caused full-on burnout every few months, which was not okay. So scheduling time in my day to find moments to play, recenter, self-care, eat, (laughs) allowed me to learn to prioritize it more and not feel guilty for it. At this point, I understand that we are all worthy of abundance and love and peace and prosperity just because we exist. We don't have to sacrifice our bodies or our sanity for it. It is our true state of being because we are all an extension of source energy and that's what source energy is. So I don't have to work as hard to schedule it in anymore. I'm a lot more open to honoring myself and taking a break when needed, but if you have a hard time prioritizing yourself, I highly recommend making a list of things that you want to prioritize that are worth prioritizing and then literally scheduling them into your day. 
Going back to the law of attraction, finding moments in my day to reconnect with my inner being allows me to be conscious of my thoughts to ensure I am staying in alignment with what I want and how I want to be feeling. A lot of it is just resetting your chemicals. Our chakras are energy centers. Each of the major chakras are connected to a different gland in the body, which produces hormones. Hormones influence our functioning. They affect our thoughts, our mood, and our behaviors. When we are conscious of our energy body and honoring our instinctual urges to rest, go for a walk, lay down, etc., we allow healthy life force energy to flow through our bodies, keeping our chakras nice and open, thus allowing us to maintain alignment with our inner being, allowing our chemicals to be all balanced, making us feel good, all that good stuff. These moments of downtime also give us an opportunity to check in and notice any blocks or resistance forming so we can nip it in the bud before it grows and spills out into our physical reality. When we are conscious of our energy body and honoring our instinctual urges to rest, go for a walk, lay down, etc., we allow healthy life force energy to flow through our bodies, to flow at these energy centers, at our chakras, and make sure our bodies and our Hormones and our chemicals are all operating nicely, which allows us to maintain alignment with our inner being. These moments of downtime also give us an opportunity to check in and notice any blocks or resistance forming so we can nip it in the bud before it grows and spills out into our physical reality. This leads us to number five, I chase the good feelings. As you become more sensitive to energy, you begin to notice how much control you have over your environment. You begin to quite literally see how the energy around you reflects the energy you are viewing it from or the energy you are giving it. At the core, everything is light and love, pure source energy, but our perspective of it places it into categories and shapes it. A great example of this is the concept of demonic energy. I have dealt with a lot of heavy energetic beings through healings and house cleansings. If I were to approach them from a place of them being evil and me needing to fight them, they would portray that persona. They would feed off of the anger and aggression that I am giving them, and everything will become way more chaotic than it needs to be. That would also be me manifesting that outcome because I would be giving attention to growing and attracting more chaotic, aggressive energy, which is going to be reflected in the outcome. On the flip side, if I approach the situation as a misunderstanding or them just needing help and not knowing how to appropriately ask for it, they will reflect that and I'm able to get them to a neutral place where their energy no longer wreaks havoc on those around them. I always try to approach them with love, oftentimes tough love, but love nonetheless, and take command of the situation so it's a smooth process without the labels of monsters or demons because those are all labels we place based on perception and will only grow the weird stigmas around it and just cause a weird situation. My favorite example of this is the story I told in my Fighting a Demonic Entity YouTube video. It was an incredibly devastating, heartbreaking situation. To summarize for those that haven't watched it, there was a woman who was being attacked by an energy being. The main activity started when her and her husband were vacationing in Antarctica. They were on a hike when she was essentially picked up by an invisible hand and thrown down the hill. 
She had to be airlifted out and had some serious injuries due to the impact of it. It was literally like something out of a horror movie. Later, she parked her car, got out to get the mail, and the car reversed, turned in her direction, ran her over, resulting in a broken leg that needed surgery to repair it. There was also an incident when her husband's brother went to his church Bible study group meeting asking for their help in praying for his sister-in-law because there was an evil entity, like, attacking her. And on the way back, one of the guys in the meeting was riding his bicycle home when he quickly jerked into the curb. He swerved into it, flew off of his bike, and died immediately due to the impact of his fall. Their puppy mysteriously died in their room. They heard constant, like, growling and scratching at night. The wife was experiencing severe stomach pains the whole time. The list goes on. It was horrendous, devastating, and was absolutely just the most intense case I had ever dealt with. Due to the severity of it, I was a bit nervous at first because it seemed to be a seriously evil being at work. But after tapping in, it was actually a little girl probably about eight or nine, that had been severely abused and was murdered by her mom and stepdad, and she wasn't able to pass on. Long story short, due to the little girl's traumatic history, she didn't know how to express her desperate need for help. So, essentially, she used her pain and anger to manifest these situations in an attempt to get the woman's attention. All that little girl needed was to be seen and told that she was loved and that she mattered. That's it. She was stuck, she didn't know where she was, and she was going through a constant mental loop of her traumatic, short little life. There was so much pain and devastation caused in the physical due to her energetic state because she was consistently viewed as a monster, which resulted in her acting like one. Once she was given attention, all the activity immediately stopped and she was able to pass over. Approaching anything heavy from a state of love not only shares the love with it, allowing it to reflect that frequency, but also puts you in a place of control over the situation. Aligning with love is aligning with source. If you allow pure source energy to flow through you, nothing but pure love can touch you. Again, that's the law of attraction. Like attracts like. To tie this in with our everyday reality, when we get in a heavy state of mind, whether it be due to a situation or a person or certain beliefs surfacing or even just a chemical imbalance, we allow heavy, messy energy into our energy field. Again, energy becomes thoughts, which becomes feelings, which turn into action situations and things around you. If you continue to allow that momentum around these heavy thoughts to build, it goes down the line and will manifest around you, which just makes the tornado worse. If you notice your thoughts or mood getting all wonky, stop what you're doing and reset to prevent that momentum from building. Take a walk, take a nap, meditate, play with a pet, quickly distract your mind by focusing on something outside, by humming, by dancing, or even just reading a little bit. <laughs> Whatever you need to do, just focus your energy on something else so that it can neutralize and then proceed with focusing on something that makes you feel wonderful. It can be a memory, a daydream of something you're working to manifest, like your dream home, just focusing on the way the sun feels on your skin, whatever it is, just make sure it makes you feel so good. <laughs> 
Feel that wonderful sensation as deep as you can for as long as you can. Really just immerse your being in it. Once the sensation starts to fade away or once it starts getting like weirdly forceful and a little off, just let it go and then jump to another wonderful thought or another thing that makes you feel really happy. This is building up that positive momentum so that your energy field and thus your reality is saturated with wonderful feelings and situations. You do not need to reserve this only for times your energy starts getting all funky. (laughs) I like to start my day off with this and just maintain that hop from wonderful thought to wonderful thought as I go just to make sure that throughout my day I'm building up that like positive momentum. It's like I'm hopping from rock to rock across a little stream. I just try to keep it going. Again, this allows me more control over my mind, my body, my energy, and thus my reality. It just keeps me very mindful of what I'm giving my energy to. This, however, does not mean to ignore heavy or uncomfortable emotions or feelings that come up. If you feel something significant that needs to be processed, process it, Feel it, honor it, but then release it by resetting and building up that positive momentum again, like what we just talked about. If you are trying to break through an old cycle or, I don't know, just keep getting like old issues resurfacing that you're just having a hard time breaking free out of, this is a great practice for that so that you don't keep dipping back in. As a side note, if you experience a heavy energy dip, then reset to that wonderful light resistance-free energy, your environment may not immediately reflect that shift. Don't let it discourage you. Sometimes things can be immediately manifested in the physical, while other times it's a process and takes a little while. The situations and things going on around you right now in this moment are things that you literally manifested, like, either moments or hours ago, or even yesterday. So if you keep that wonderful energy flowing, your external will come to reflect it. It's inevitable. It just may take some time. So try not to let it, let the circumstances of your environment get to you. This smoothly transitions us to number six. I view everything as a learning opportunity. Anytime things get rocky, I do not, or I try not, (laughs) I try not to let them get to me. Viewing moments of difficulty as a roadblock immediately places resistance in your energy field. It blocks you from what your goal actually is because you're focusing on what you don't currently have. So you're making that your reality when the reality of the situation is you are always in control of your path and that bump in the road was either manifested by you due to the thoughts and what energy you were focused on or your guides gave it to you for a reason, both of which reflect a temporary circumstance that holds a valuable lesson. If you view those moments of difficulty as learning opportunities, you allow the energy to continue to flow right on through. This creates a path of least resistance to your desired destination because you're energetically declaring that the outcome of success is inevitable, and you're allowing the magic of the journey to sprinkle you with gifts of wisdom and tools that you can use later on. It's all about perception. Be mindful of your perception, of the energy you are allowing yourself to surround your field with, and you will be in a beautiful place of co-creation with Source. To tie this back to developing intuition, if you want to connect and be receptive to the energy around you, you need to connect and be receptive to your own energy and inner being first. (laughs) Building that relationship through all of these different habits 
over time teaches you to differentiate between what energy is yours, what is someone else's, and what is coming from just a whole other energy being entirely. Having psychic and intuitive abilities is a natural part of who we are. We just have to open ourselves up to them by setting an intention that we want them to move from our subconscious to our conscious mind and practice connecting throughout the day. You also want to program yourself to know that the outcome of what you want is inevitable. This allows you to enjoy the process a bit more so your intuitive abilities can effortlessly unfold and deepen because you are approaching them from a place of full open receptivity. We just talked about that. There are so many resources out there to find different exercises to develop your intuition. If you need more help, I do offer private lessons in developing them where we go over various exercises and practice connecting to guides and the energy beings around you. You can find out more on my website, channelwithamber.com. If you go to the book online tab and then go to I think it's called like private lessons. It uh, just describes it. If you have any questions about it, feel free to send me an email or DM if you want. All right, finally, number seven, I pay attention to the little things. My childhood urge to search for hidden fairies in every little nook and cranny outside (laughs) taught me this well. Especially in the beginning stages of tapping into energy, messages and information will come through very subtly. This is why meditation is so important, because it trains you to quiet the mind and just be present in the moment. Taking time to listen to and follow any subtle changes in your body or your environment allows the opportunity for energetic interactions. Energetic beings often will pop in for people when they're falling asleep in a meditative state, taking a bath, taking a walk, etc. This is because they're in a receptive state during those times. The energy beings were there all along, but when our field is convoluted with the energy of everything that needs to get done and all the people we need to interact with, that subtle energy is being way overpowered by that loud noise. When we're calm and connected to the present, that loud noise quiets so we can actually hear and see and feel all of those little quiet voices. There was a book I read as a kid about fairies that said if you see one, not to blink because it'll vanish the second you do. I took that to heart. (laughs) So anytime I see something strange, like a quick shadow pass, a light flicker, or some sort of just movement in my peripheral vision... I will gently gaze in the direction I saw it and give it the opportunity to connect should it want to. The same goes if I hear something or feel something. If I get an instinctual urge to like get up and walk into another room, I honor that and then I will see if there's something there that needs my attention. Our bodies are capable of so much more than we can fathom and beginning to honor those little shifts allows these skills to grow and transform in wonderful ways. It also makes life exciting and magical, which only attracts more magic and excitement to you because you're being open to all of the exciting little little friends that are always just quietly hanging around. Going with all of this too, it's important to give yourself moments of quiet. Growing up, because I was so sensitive to energy and the energy beings around me, I was constantly overwhelmed, anxious, and scared. I'm an only child, so I was alone a lot, which made it so much worse. (laughs) I would have the TV or music playing in the background constantly to make me feel less alone because the quiet was just so uncomfortable because I would hear my name, I would hear voices, I would hear footsteps. The issue with that is 
A, I was creating resistance to the surrounding energy, which only made the problem, and thus my fear, worse. Actually, I'm going to segue real quick. When you say there's a monster in the room, you are creating an issue by declaring there is an issue. You are making something that is probably otherwise neutral a huge deal, which will create a physical response of fear and helplessness and make anything they do seem like an attack. This creates a block in your flow of energy because you're adopting the perspective that you are helpless or at the mercy of your environment, which is untrue and doesn't align with your inner being. If you feel an energy and say, there's something here, who are you? Why are you here? (laughs) From a loving state, you proceed without resistance. And like we were talking about before, you proceed through, allowing source energy to continue flowing through you so you're in alignment. Covering uncomfortable situations with a band-aid does no good because the energy just hangs there and you create a block to it. This is where that mentality that uncomfortable situations are learning opportunities rather than problems really comes in handy. If you name it a lesson, there is no monster and thus creates no energetic blocks. There is nothing to be afraid of. Again, if you approach this from a state of love, you are good to go. Nothing can harm you or throw you off. You choose your experience. Anyway, (laughs) B, I was constantly feeding my mind with noise. As I said, we need to be in a calm, present state to hear the nuanced messages around us, whether they be from the energetic being or from your guides telling you how to interact with the being or help them or whatever they need to say about it. Allow yourself the opportunity to feel, to see, to hear, to experience the wonderful packets of love our guides, ancestors, deceased loved ones, and other beings are constantly sending us. There is so much magic out there waiting for us, we just have to allow ourselves to be open to it and make time to be receptive to it. And that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Thank you so much for spending some time with me. It is always such a pleasure. I appreciate you being here. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. To learn more about what I do, visit channelwithamber.com. For future updates on the show, to give some feedback on future episodes, or to just connect, follow me on Instagram at channelwithamber. Shout out to Unicorn Heads for my theme song, A Mystical Experience. See you next time.